0: Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast in case you guys didn't know I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence either on Instagram and on Twitter so make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles it's also in the show description it's a quick way to link over this is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcast on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format. It's just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. So thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys later. What is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. My name is Jason Hill. Hopefully you guys are all having a good week so far. Had a good weekend, everything's getting going good. So today's episode, is going to be part two of uh, a three-part series that you know i released part one like a couple weeks ago where we're going to talk about the three things that i really think students should have or that they're lacking in their jiu-jitsu training and so just to recap the first one was having no way of metric of determining success so Students who have no idea how to determine success outside of just getting a belt promotion or a stripe only have um, external metrics. So that was part one. So if you guys haven't caught that part yet, go back and find it. It's uh, part one of three. And now part two, what we're going to dive into some today is going to be why students should have some kind of training process, the value behind that, and some ideas of how you guys can do that. And then the third one which will come out in the future will be talk about accountability, basically how to keep yourself motivated and all of those big benefits. So all three of these three things in my opinion after teaching for, you know, 11 years now being a student myself and doing jiu-jitsu for 13 years are absolutely crucial. To you guys staying on the mat long-term, finding success, having enjoyment out of jiu-jitsu. Because as a quick recap, um, progression and motivation, I think, go hand-in-hand. Hand. If you're not progressing, then it's very hard to stay motivated. No matter how much people say, you know, I'll never quit jiu-jitsu, or I love the art, or I'm not into belts, or, you know, it's not about how much i learn it's just about staying on the mat and and all of that is great and admirable and i think that's a awesome mindset to have but i think a lot of times people say that because that's what they think that they want their mindset to be but it's not actually true action because i can't tell you guys how many times i've heard people say that and then they quit and then when i reach out to them or ask them why they quit they were just like, well, there was no point. I wasn't getting any better. I felt like I was wasting my time. So, you know, they they go hand in hand, right? So progression and motivation 100% go hand in hand, no matter how much of a good intent you have about saying, oh, I'm only here to get better and train and and just stay on the mat. I don't care about belt chasing or any of that stuff. So anyway, there's my little bit of calling you guys out. So prove me wrong. So anyway, let's get into the idea about a training process or a system. So what is a training process or system? Well, a simple thing is that it really is a series of steps for you guys to develop something, right? So basically in jujitsu, it would be, how do I take a crappy technique and make it a better technique or a good technique? How do I take this specific skill maybe i'm really terrible at breathing and how do i take my really bad breathing method and make it into a better breathing method method so that's a process or a system everything that we do in life no matter if it's making coffee goes through a process or a system you know you have to put water in the pot you have to put it in the burner and then you have to turn it on and then it's got to go it's got to heat up enough and it goes through the filter like there's a process and a series of steps that goes through even to make coffee right so jujitsu is the exact same way and one of my main missions in jujitsu is i think a lot of times people have technique systems which are really great like there's a lot of guys like Danaher and um, a lot of other well known guys that have these like technique systems. That's like, okay, so if you want to get good at arm locks, here's kind of the first arm lock you should be focusing on. And then you progress to this arm lock, then you progress to that arm lock, which I think is amazing. It, I've studied a lot of that stuff. It's absolutely helped me. It helps me kind of organize my own jujitsu. But I've not really seen a whole lot of people talk about like a training process in the sense of how to just develop one technique or how to develop uh, a technique over time. And I think we can get caught up specifically if I use Dana for an example, if you buy one of his instructionals, it's like an eight volume instructional. And there's so much information, which I understand it's to be there for the long haul. And I love it. But often when I see my students buy that, they are grossly overwhelmed and they are just like, oh my God, this is so much stuff. And personally, I don't think it's Danaher's fault. I think it's the student's fault for having poor expectations about what that instructional is going to do. Like the instructional is just a vehicle of information to expose you to ideas. Just because you watch it doesn't mean you're going to be able to like hit that technique instantly, right? You're gonna have to take it through a system and practice it and develop it. So even if I show you the best arm lock to get better at today, and then I say, okay, after you get good at that one, go to this next one. But if you don't have a way to like put that through a process and just be outside of, well, I got to drill and spar, then, you know, you might throw it away. You may never use it again. And that's what actually even kind of happened to me. You know, when I came up in jiu-jitsu, no one ever sat down with me and said like, hey, when you're trying to make a move better, here's how you should focus on making it better. Here's how many times you should try it. Here's who you should try it on. Here's like when the scenario is you should practice it. No one ever sat down and kind of put these ideas in my head. So often I would see a technique, I would try it. And then when it failed right away, I would just throw it away. And I think I very much... Um just, you know, threw a bunch of stuff away that was probably pretty valuable because I didn't know it. Now, there's never gonna be perfect. You can never retain and make everything perfect. I understand that. But taking a technique through a system will really start to identify um maybe some areas that you didn't even realize were weak in your game or even potentially strong in your game. So this is a lot of rambling and talking to set up about like, okay, so what do I do and how do I do it? Right. So First off, every system has a start point and it has an end point, okay? So you have to have something that you're starting through your system or a process that has to go through, and then you have to determine what the outcome is. So that's why I started the uh, this whole series with the metrics of success. So if you guys haven't gone back and listened to that 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 podcast, that's why that one's expo- important because you have to understand what is a realistic outcome or an end goal, right? So for a lot of people, like I said, they don't have anything unless it's like a belt or a stripe or a competition. If you're a struggling jiu-jitsu student that is really looking for some more help and guidance and trying to figure out what you should be training and the next steps in your jiu-jitsu journey, I have an online program called the Jiu-Jitsu Blueprint for Lifelong Development. Because ultimately, jujitsu is a lifelong process you have interest in or want more information on. Make sure you hit me up at jasonhill.com. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast, and we'll get on to the episode or something of that nature. So, what I highly recommend is that students use either like a journal, training video, um, internal factors like a scale, or even training partners to determine success. So let's say I'm wanting to get better at this specific triangle choke. Okay, great. So how do I know if that triangle choke has been through the process enough to get better? Well, one really great way is a a scale of like one to five. Like how much are you actually hitting that triangle in training? If you're not hitting it at all, rate it a one or two, rate it very little. And then over time, as you're developing it, Then if you start hitting it more, keep a log of every time that you attempted it or a mindset of when you attempted it, keep a log of when you do and does it start to increase and who do you start to catch it on? So can you take that one or two and turn it into a four or five? Can you improve it that much more? And these are all metrics and things for you to track so you can determine if what you're doing is being successful. Another great one is not to use training partners by belts, but often we're, we train at schools that we have a lot of the same training partners. I'm training with the same people on a regular basis. So let's say you're trying to hit it on a specific training partner and you're never able to hit it. And then now you're able to hit it on that training partner specifically. So you have to have some way to determine that you are successful in improving that. And I'm going to tell you guys that a system or a process, it can make that technique or that triangle, uh, get better, faster, 100%. But it's not going to be better after like one or two sessions, most likely. You guys might have to focus on a technique for, I know it's going to be crazy, for a month, for two months. It really depends on how many times you're training. If you're training only twice a week, yeah, you might have to focus on a technique for a while. My general thought process is that you should be focusing on a specific thing in your system for four to six Training sessions. So, if you're a person that trains like six days a week, seven days a week, is training every day, then you might be able to make significant improvement in a week. But, however, it takes focus, it takes discipline, and it takes willpower in order for you not to have shiny object syndrome and drift away from the focus. That's the biggest problem for most people is that. But if I'm training two days a week and let's say I come in uber focused and I know exactly what I'm trying to work on, I have all my system in place, because you're only training twice a week, you might have to focus on it for an entire month, right? So it's all different per individual but you can't just give up after one or two or three sessions right you have to give it a good healthy try and so then what this does is when you can have a system and a start point and an end point and you've determined if it's successful or it's not this is one of the biggest values of the system now it, let's say it doesn't work let's say you absolutely crash and burn you don't boost that that one or a two to a four or a five or that you're not hitting it on a training partner sufficiently or or whatever. Now you have to sit back and examine, well, is it that I lack information? Is it that I lack, I'm actually not doing the triangle right? Is there a piece in my setup that I'm missing? Is it that I need more knowledge? Is it that I need to drill it more because I can't remember the steps? Or is it like I'm missing a crucial piece? Or is it that in fact, I'm just trying it on the wrong people and I'm setting my expectations way too high, right? I would say most of the time, it's the last one. I would say usually when students get to a point when they can start developing a system, which usually when I recommend that is like kind of later white belt to blue belt. um, If you're a purple belt and you haven't started thinking about this stuff yet, I really, really highly encourage you to do it. The good news is if you haven't, um, it, it's it's easier the more skilled that you are because you can start applying the stuff much simpler. But as a blue belt and a white belt, it kind of quiets all the chaos in your jiu-jitsu brain, in my opinion, what I have seen with students. But um, when when you're using that outcome, a lot of times students are the the last part that they haven't developed it enough against a certain skill Usually when they're in the training room and their goal is to get better at this triangle, to use our same example, they use the black belt in the room as the metric of success versus trying to use like a, a training partner who's more their skill set or someone who is more roughly their ability. So a lot of times it just hasn't been developed enough and you haven't trained it enough enough. On that skill level, in order to make improvement. So, like if I'm rolling with all black belts and I'm a blue belt and I'm trying to triangle all of them, well, there's a good chance that's going to take a long time to get my triangle good. You haven't put it through an appropriate amount of resistance just quite yet. Now, your triangle will eventually get better with those black belts, it will just take. A much longer time because they know all the counters, they can start to kill it. And there's a bunch of other issues to go over. I would highly recommend that you focus on other things depending on your trading partners. So that brings me to my next point. You can also develop your system based around who you have access to with your trading partners. So basically that outcome or that end goal is a very big prominent piece, but you have to have a system. Like I said, you have to put a technique through a system, right? You have to put it through, okay, here's where it starts and what is my outcome to know that it's developed and what are my series of steps? Like I said earlier, sometimes if it's more information, if it's more knowledge, you might need to drill it, right? You might need to be drilling it more because what drilling is very beneficial for is it transfers information, into knowledge. So information is just seeing something, but knowledge is baking it into your long-term memory so you can remember each of the steps. That's the crucial part with drilling. That's what drilling is supposed to be doing. So if you're drilling really poorly or fast and just firing through all the techniques, then you're going to uh, vastly not get any value out of drilling. There's going to be almost no point in doing it. So if your goal is to bake those steps into long-term memory so you don't have to think about it while rolling and you just act, that's the biggest benefit to drilling. So this is part two of the three-part series, start to develop a system. Um, Hopefully you guys got some value out of that. Um, I teach this in a lot more in-depth into my program. Like I said, I have a whole way that like I kind of structure it from start to end, some different metrics and different ways to view your training partners. But man, I would have loved this stuff. I would have loved if someone would have sat down with me and showed me all this stuff and been like, okay, so like if I'm failing over and over again, what are some of the things I can be doing? Well, it's like you really have to identify what the problem is. Is it that you can't remember the steps? Is it that you're training on people too skilled? And then once you have that, then you can start to make the appropriate changes that you need into your training, right? So, anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um be on the lookout for part 3 coming up relatively soon. Um get after it and have a good week of training and I'll see you guys in the next one. If you guys are really enjoying this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews, maybe some five stars, whether you're listening to this on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave this five stars, leave some nice words, also share it with a friend. You know, I don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community. So thank you guys for supporting and I'll see you guys later.